0: Welcome back, listeners to the Rear Grande Guardian and our latest podcast. Today, we are focusing on Brownsville and particularly the rebuilding of the workforce in Brownsville. Last week, there was a check presentation involving the Texas Workforce Commission and the Hernandez Foundation. And the, after that check presentation, we'll explain what that was about. There was a workshop involving lots of key stakeholders contractor organizations, the Brownsville School District, Texas Southmost College, Texas State Technical College, and a very absorbing conversation about the need to have a skilled workforce for the Brownsville area. What we're gonna, The people we're going to hear from today include Julian Alvarez, the Labor Representative on the Texas Workforce Commission. We're going to hear from Pat Hobbs, Executive Director of Workforce Solutions, Cameron, We're going to hear from Brownsville Mayor Tony Martinez, businessman Mike Hernandez, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation's new Executive Director Mario Lozoya, and also briefly from State Representative Eddie Lucio III. So let's kick kick off this absorbing conversation about the retraining or the rebuilding of the workforce in Brownsville. Let's hear from Julian Alvarez of the Texas Workforce Commission.
1: Um, um, we have any other further departures, we would just, again, like to thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here today. Uh, it's really important that uh, uh, the uh, group that's been assembled for today's meeting, as you can see, we have folks from the Workforce Solutions Office here. We have folks that represent the, the trade schools. Uh, we have folks from all over the, uh, the state here today. Um, we have industry here. Um, we have folks that serve on the ATAC which is our apprenticeship committee uh, that actually represents and speaks and advises our TWIC um, group as well. Uh, And so we appreciate them being here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, so here's what I wanted to discuss with you before we get into the discussions. We have Desi Holmes here who represents our state agency and our office when it comes to apprenticeships. This was a new office that was created uh, in the last year and a half. Uh, We wanted to include uh, conversations because we knew that there was a lot of energy when when we were going to discuss um, registered apprenticeship, pre-apprenticeship programs. Um, Please keep in mind um, that there's a lot of momentum right now. There's a lot of great momentum taking place, not only in Texas, but throughout the country. We are at the tip of the United States, and so I know that sometimes the information, it slowly gets disseminated to the area. But let me tell you, after my meeting with uh, Secretary Acosta last, in the last two weeks, he has um, shown a lot of interest in not only what's happening in Texas, but we were able to convey to him all the great things that are happening along the border as well. So, uh, Desi is having a, um, along with the agency, will be sponsoring a apprenticeship uh, summit that will take place in San Antonio. We did one last year. Many of you that are in this room attended. Just so that you know, we were anticipating maybe 50 to 60 people that would go and just kind of learn a little bit about how this registered apprenticeship or apprenticeship programs work or pre-apprenticeship work. As you notice, I use registered, apprenticeship, and then of course pre-apprenticeship. So there's, even that can be some confusing to a lot of people outside this room. So with that said, we have a great program that's been set up for that. And because uh, Secretary Acosta was excited to hear about um, what we were doing, Uh, he has agreed to be down in San Antonio and take part in it. So as of right now, tentatively, he is scheduled to be at our apprenticeship summit. Just so that you know, we're taking the first 300, and that's it. And I think we're at 90 as of last Friday, and that number continues.
2: Only a week up uh, for registration. We're already at
1: 9. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, unfortunately, we got to take the first 300 because of what the room accommodates. And we want to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to hear all the great things that are happening there. So you'll hear from industry. You'll hear about some of the things that are happening. And I know that once I say this, Rita's going to be the first to jump on board. But two weeks ago, we were in Dallas with uh, Desi and, uh, of course, my chief of staff who's here, um, uh, uh, Jeanette De La Cruz. Let me tell you, we did something that no one in the country had ever done. And that is that we had a registered apprenticeship program and drone operating pilots. And I was telling the folks down here, wouldn't it be cool if Rita was to put together a registered apprenticeship program with Desi's help in drone operating pilots where you could get policemen from all over the state to come over here and train for her. So Mansfield, police office, the officer that was engaged in the conversations that we had said, let me tell you, it paid off from day one. They had a hostage situation, well, I take that back, they had a, a they had a situation at a home, right Desi? Where they got the guy who was training the drone operating pilot to check out what was going on in the residence, and they found out that there was a hostage in there. And he said that paid off. So the way we took, the way that we handled the whole situation was different. Ladies and gentlemen, we're hearing right now that Walmart and we're hearing right now that Amazon, who purchased Whole Foods, I mean, they're looking at delivering groceries to your front door. It's, stuff is happening in Austin. I can't remember the last time I was at H-E-B. <clears throat> right, Wayne? We don't go to H-E-B anymore. That stuff's delivered to our house.
3: <laughs> Here, in
1: Dallas? I mean, it's barely getting to the valley. Now we're picking it up at H-E-B. Pretty soon they're going to be bringing it to our homes. Let me tell you, those things are happening every day. Technology is changing every day. You know, kids are now walking, and many of us have these nice, fancy watches that will count our steps. You know, we're ordering movies from a red box, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when Mike and I were in high school, we used to carry around these pagers. You know, remember those, Mike, when we had those? But Mike was one of, he was on the rich side. His had a battery. Mine didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, thought, I, I thought I looked cool, but it didn't work. But I, I thought I was going with it, you know. <laughs> Technology is changing every day, you know? So I ask. you know, the emoji now that we see on our phones, we know what a, Call me back later means. When Mike and I were in high school, we'd say, hey, don't forget to call me back. You know, if you tell that to a kid who's a millennial, they don't even know what that means. They're like, what does that mean, Dad? Mm-hmm. Times are changing, and we need to keep up with those. That's why I am so impressed with what's going on in Brownsville, because no one can say, oh, well, it barely got down here. No. We're keeping up with the times. But let me tell you, at the end of the day, what we need to continue doing is we need to continue working with each other. So I asked the folks at BISD, we are in your backyard to continue having these conversations. Someone in this room needs to take the lead because I can bring you to water, but I can't make you drink. Literally, we have the grants. We have two great partners, Frank and Pat, that are here that have the money. I don't have it. They have it. And it has to be approved by these two gentlemen in order for us to move forward. We have the resources, not only them, but us. So all I ask is that these conversations continue after we leave. And I think I've expressed that to Rita multiple times. You know, because Mike and I will get frustrated if we don't continue seeing this activity. I love the fact that Angela now is with the Texas Southmost College, great addition. I've known Angela since we worked at TNC. So it's full circle for me and her, you know, and many of you that are in this room, and I've known Perry for a long time. Please continue to work together and not in silos because we're not doing that. I, I've gone to other parts of the state where they do that. What we have here in this room and what was displayed earlier needs to be replicated in other parts of the state. It really does. There are Mark Hernandez's all over the state. We are very grateful for your generosity. I really am, Mike. And I, am, I, I brag about the fact that these conversations took place at some bicycle shop here in Brownsville, and I think... I'm not sure if Leonard was there. Right, Leonard, you were there? I mean, it was interesting to see that. You know, I mean, everybody always says, well, we came up with a plan on a napkin. Everybody always says that, which I think is, you know, I don't think that's true. We didn't have a napkin, you know. (laughs) But we did have a conversation. And what he had was a commitment. And he said, I want to make sure something takes place. Let me tell you, he meant what he said. And I meant what I said was, say, Mike, I'll do everything I can to accommodate you. And to facilitate anything I can do to assist you And making sure that we move forward And he has And I appreciate that So with that said I'm not sure how you want to continue this conversation Again like we referenced earlier The stars have lined up And I'm glad that uh, Mario was able to uh, To join the group that's here in Brownsville Not just in Brownsville But some of the conversations that he's had That I've read from the Guardian Is he wants to work with the entire valley And that's awesome So he's now officially on. Mario is on the same board that we serve on with the JET Advisory Committee. He's been appointed by the governor, as you know. Many of us that are in this room have been appointed at some point by the governor to serve in some capacity, and we appreciate it because we meet with Mario every quarter uh, when we talk about these grants. So you have a guy there that's got a direct connection with us, and you got folks from ATAC here and folks like Leonard and Joe, and, uh, Joe Cooper and Wayne that we continue to have meetings with these gentlemen over here on the left and have committed, have committed to work with you all. And then our good friends with the IBEW, who were the first recipients of a grant here in South Texas when it came to our trades and our unions. Man, let me tell you guys, the stars have lined up. I ask that you take full advantage of the resources that these gentlemen have, not only the knowledge, but the money, the money. So with that, Pat... Uh, thank you again for allowing us to be here And especially our employers as well Thank you for your, what you do You and many of those that are in this room I always tell people when I do graduation ceremonies That many of you that are in this room And I, said, I, I think I said this to the 1,000 the CTE counselors Yesterday in Dallas Many of you that are in this room Would change the lives of people that you'll never meet Can you imagine You have put someone who wasn't sure what they were going to do You have put someone who had a job I don't, I'm not satisfied with jobs. As my good friends in the RAC will say, we are focused on careers, ladies and gentlemen, careers that we can take pride in. I thank you, and I look forward to continue working with each and every one of you. Thank you so much.
0: That was Julian Alvarez, the Labor representative on the Texas Workforce Commission. Uh, Julian Alvarez was in Brownsville last week to give a $50,000 check from the Workforce Commission and that check was being matched by $50,000 from the Hernandez Foundation and together the funds are going to help a skills development project happening at the Cameron County Education Initiative Incorporated which is a trade school founded ...and funded by Mike Hernandez, a local businessman. We'll hear more from Mike Hernandez right now. We've, in fact, we're going to hear from three uh, key players at a workshop uh, to discuss the rebuilding of the Brownsville workforce. We're going to hear first from businessman Mike Hernandez. Then we'll hear from Mario Lozoya, the new executive director of the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. And then briefly we'll hear from Eddie Lucio the third, the state representative. Here first of all though is businessman Mike Hernandez. Thank you
4: words?
2: Briefly, because I don't want to take up too much time because I would like to like my friend Martina. All I want to do is thank everybody for coming here. Thank you to our guardian angels, Pat, and uh, uh, it, you guys have been fantastic. And the 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 number one thing that it's not only the governor, it's not only the president, it's not it, it's on both sides of the aisle. It's it's everybody is pointing to the same thing. We have a gap in 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 the workforce training, and this area is the fastest growing population of kids under 25 years old or something. And basically, it's a matter of, of, it's like a a blank sheet of paper. It's a matter of what these minds can do. And with technology and the way things are right now, it's just a matter of exposing them to the new opportunities that are out there. And college is a wonderful thing, but if there's a way that we can stack this training so that if they need to get off and go get a job at any point, they can do that. But if they want to continue on to college, they can continue that, and these uh, credits would would stack. But uh, they're going to find out that a lot of people are going to make a lot of good money not going all the way and getting a college degree. They're going to be the people that are fixing these robots that are making all this stuff and... It's kind of like when your car breaks down. You 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 need that car fixed and you need it fixed quickly. You'll almost pay anything to get that mechanic out to get that thing fixed. Well, these companies are going to feel the same way about these robots. And the people that are trained, for example, to fix these robots and to keep them running are going to be very valuable employees and, are going, to, and are going to fetch a, a fairly high price. And you don't have to go to college to do that. And so, anyway, I wanted to, to have Mario... Uh, Basically, I'm so excited that 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 the city has has made the decision to hire someone of this caliber. Every every EDC uh, guy in the whole state probably knows him, respects him, and he he basically took the southern part of San Antonio, it, that, whose demographics are almost identical to here, and basically turned it around. and and he has a proven model, and he wants to come back and do it here. Uh, he left, like I did, combat veteran, though, uh, a different direction, and came back and wants to make a difference. So here he is. Thank I you, think. Mike. Thank you, Mike. And, uh,
5: thank you, everybody. And Julian, you're right. Mike, you're right. Mayor, you're right. That the Everything's lining up. There's a lot of people here. They're about to get together and do great things. But you know what? It's not about me, it's not about you, it's not about us. It's about the demographics that Mike just talked about. Um, We did a lot of studies on what communities, not just states, but countries' assets are. Back in the day when we were younger, we probably talked about Saudi Arabia had the assets of oil, and other countries had assets of jewels and things. Now people talk about assets being your people. And you have the asset here in Brownsville that's going to create change. And we need to better work together and how do we capitalize on this asset of our demographics so that we can create social mobility and economic prosperity. I think we have all the assets here, and I'm looking forward to working with all of you to create that change. This is great, this is a great start. Collaboration is key, and I'm here to do that with you. let collaborate with you and work those assets that we talk about so that we can create social mobility. Thank you everybody for being here. Good job.
4: tell people every once in a while, when I throw a party, everybody shows up. d <laughs> 3 say a few words. Oh, well. Wow.
6: Hi, good morning. Uh, I, uh, God bless you all who are wearing sport coats. Uh, I just couldn't do it this morning. And I apologize for being a few minutes late. I had a doctor's appointment. But let me just say uh, for you know, working with Mr. Hernandez and Julian uh, or Commissioner, I'm sorry. Huyan is funny. Julian is partner. Uh, <laughs> and several other leaders in this room. Over the course of the last three, four years, it became very clear that our future pathway to economic success is through technical education, through workforce development. Uh, we cannot attract the industry we want to South Texas if we don't have that 21st century workforce available. However, there's this... Impediment to develop 21st century workforce without the jobs available tomorrow. So we have this chicken and the egg, and we're working really hard with folks like Mario and experts in this field to figure out how to overcome uh, what is tr- that traditional impediment to e- economic development, workforce development uh, in any region. You know, folks in San Antonio, believe it or not, I thought we were the only ones in South Texas dealing with this, but folks all over the state of Texas have this same issue. We have great, very well-educated high school students with a diploma and no skills uh, that they can immediately bring value to their employer. So, We're excited. Mr. Hobbs, thank you for your many, many years Mm -hmm. of dedication in this field. We really appreciate it. We're better off today because of your hard work, sir. Thank you. So thank you. It's a joy to be here, and uh, thank you for letting me take part. Mayor, good to see you. Good to see you. Me and Mayor have the same uh, stylist. Thank (laughs) you, (laughs) folks. Thank you.
0: That was State Representative Eddie Lucio III from Cameron County. Uh, Before that, Mario Lozoya from the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. Before that, Mike Hernandez. All these conversations took place at um, a check presentation and also a workshop all about apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships. We're next going to hear Mike Hernandez talk specifically about Mario Lozoya. He's very impressed that the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation has hired uh, mario Lozoya as its new executive director before this mario lazoya was working for t- the toyota corporation in san antonio i asked mike
2: hernandez how
0: important
2: this new hiring is very important <laughs> uh... Mario is uh, a guy who over the past decade all the EDC directors from different areas would call him for advice would call him for help. He, he is known by all the way up to the governor's office as an expert in workforce development and 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 and, and committed uh, a lot of his resources a lot of his time prior to this towards that but now has decided to come back to his home he's from the the McAllen area he wanted to come back to the valley and he wanted to make a difference and he wanted to apply what he's learned and the successes that he's had in, in San Antonio to uh, the this area and uh, most likely uh, with the same results and they've had tremendous results uh, uh, people are make wages are higher, unemployment is down. You know all the things that that are supposed to happen when you when you uh, commit to workforce training, and so everything is is headed in the right direction. Mario is truly the guy that can. Keep the the different agencies from working in silos and actually now working together towards one common goal. Not that each one of them doesn't have their own plans, but we would just like the plans to fit in an overall puzzle, so to speak. That 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 where where what I always call it, and I don't know if you it, it makes sense, but one where one plus one equals three. You know, when you're when you're collaborating with someone else, it's 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 more than just doubling. Uh, of the two uh, ideas it actually uh, multiplies compounds so to speak and so um, that's the biggest change that has been happening and as long as that continues i think the sky's the limit for brownsville truly anything else you'd like to say i'm just happy to be here and and just uh, thank the lord that i'm able to uh, even donate these checks you know i feel fortunate to be in the position thank you so much Mike.
0: well done all right thank you That was businessman Mike Hernandez talking about the employment of Mario Lozoya as the new executive director for the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, which is basically Brownsville's economic development corporation now. And uh, this all happened, as I said, at a workforce solutions Cameron at their headquarters in Brownsville. There was a workshop discussion on apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships. There's also a check presentation. Um, The mayor of Brownsville, Tony Martinez, was there, and I spoke to Tony Martinez about the future of Brownsville, the growth, the big projects coming towards Brownsville very soon, he he hopes, and, and the leadership in Brownsville hopes. Here is Mayor Tony Martinez.
3: Yeah, no, we, we just need the training uh, however we can get it but we need good training that qualifies these people for these jobs and that they'll stay here that they're good paying jobs that these folks are qualified and I think I think what you're gonna see if you know we do this correctly we'll be able to fill the unemployment gap uh, and probably kind of there's gonna be other folks coming in because it's gonna it, it's 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 a win-win proposition that needs to get done, and and you know we've had our you know hiccups on try- how to get this thing started. So all these things are good, and again, as I've always said, if, if you got teamwork, you can make it happen. You,
0: you said today seven years as mayor. Just look ahead a few more. What's <laughs> what's it going to bring for this part of the valley?
3: I'm I'm really enthused and 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 you know um, heartened by what I've seen over the last seven years in the sense that. we have a lot of talent we have a lot of great people now is is there you know with anything are you gonna have some detractors or some people just don't like different things and that's just human nature so uh, but I'm not deterred by that because I tell you what I think the majority as I walk through the streets of Brownsville they like what they see and we're just gonna there's challenges there there always will be and we're gonna continue to try to address those challenges but I tell you what I'm very happy with the people I love the people of Brownsville. They're doing terrific. They're doing their part. We just don't need to keep going.
0: But you're on the cusp of some very big things by all accounts.
3: By all accounts we are. I mean we really are. I mean it's sometimes people, you know, have a tendency not to take a look at what we got going, but I mean the truth of the matter is um, we are on the brink of something really terrific for the people because there are opportunities, both jobs and academics and the ability to uh, – I, I, I tell people, watch Brownsville soar. That's really what's going to happen. And at this
0: stage, we won't say what those particular projects will be because some of them are under wraps. Perhaps. That's right,
3: yeah. yeah. And, but, but for the most part, you know, they're all things that are all tuned to what it is that's happening in Brownsville. And Brownsville is just a great place to be. That
0: was Brownsville Mayor Tony Martinez talking about workforce training and the big projects that he thinks are coming to Brownsville in the very near future—they require a very skilled workforce, which is uh, the purpose. Was the purpose of that um, workshop? They discussed uh, apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships. There was also a check presentation uh, by the workforce. Commission from Texas and the Hernandez Foundation. Now, to wrap it all up, we've got an interview with Pat Hobbs, Executive Director of Workforce Solutions. Cameron explained what the checks are going to be used for, and he gave an overview of the need for a skilled workforce in Brownsville. Here's Pat
4: Hobbs. Well, this is part of an incentive on the state's part to uh, help rebuild uh, our workforce, Everybody's familiar with the workforce gap uh, where we have the jobs available, but we don't have the trained individuals to take those jobs. So this is a, a small step in the direction of, of helping with industry partners to start to rebuild our workforce. I have asked uh, the EDCs, the Economic Development Corporations, the high schools, the colleges, Uh, and the workforce boards, both of us in the Valley, to get together, talk through uh, the possibilities of building apprenticeship programs in high schools called pre-apprenticeship that tie into regular apprenticeships, uh, registered apprenticeships from the Department of Labor uh, later on, and actually start to build a pipeline of skilled craft labor in the Valley. And that will hopefully attract more industry to the valley because we we've got the people we just need to train them once we have a a large young trained workforce then companies will notice and companies will move here because they need the workers we have an advantage over many parts of the of the country where the workforce is dying Uh, it's not being replaced by young workers uh, we've got plenty of bodies. We just need to get together, work together, share our resources, leverage our resources and our talent, and rebuild the workforce that will be attractive to industry in the future. Are there any um, specific programs that these two checks will go towards? Actually, we're going to use this to do a pilot for pre-apprenticeship. It's a, oh, the one in the high school? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10-week Uh, program taught at at, uh, the Hernandez School, the Cameron County Education Initiative. We're going to train 35 uh, construction individuals, uh, teaching them OSHA and flagging and basic construction skills and so forth. Uh, What the contractors have told us is the basic skill set, for the contractors to be able to put them out on a job, and then they start learning from there. So we're going to train 35 people. The workforce check pays for the tuition for 25 of the individuals. Uh, The Hernandez check pays for the instructional costs plus 10 individuals who don't qualify under our guidelines but need the training, want the training. So total of 35. It will commence sometime in the beginning of August and Hopefully it'll it'll be a success and it'll just be a, a sample of what we can do in the future for other types of occupations. What ages will these um, very fortunate applicants
0: be? You know that are going to get this training.
4: They're all young adults, still in high school. Or? No. No. no, 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 no. This is this is the one at the one at the, high, the, one at the Fernandez School. Yes, Fernandez School. Adults and dislocated workers, okay. people out of a job. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's an important step. The Hernandez Foundation has stepped up to the plate and say we want to we want to help. You know, a lot of these kids I call them kids because I'm really old uh, need a start, and they can't get a decent job without a, a good skill set to start with. So we're going to try and give them that start, and hopefully it'll it'll build on itself. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Anything else you want
0: to say, Pat? About the, um, I just interviewed the mayor, and he said Brownsville's on the cusp of great things, and but there's that missing link, which is the skilled workforce. But he he says we're going, moving in the right direction, and it's going to re- get really good. So your thoughts on that?
4: I, th- I think he's right. I've, we've been putting the pieces together and talking. You can tell from the networking that's going on in here. Uh, it's a combination of stakeholders who. All need to step up to the plate, work together to build a system that attracts the kids into the technical education area and builds their skill sets so that uh, a skilled workforce is the is the product.
0: And if you train those students in those um, those with those skills, you're convinced the job the, the companies will follow. They'll come to the valley.
4: Absolutely. That's the way economic development works. You know, you can have the infrastructure and the water and the power requirements and all of that stuff, but if you don't have the skilled workforce that keeps the company in business, they're not coming. So that's the way we're, we're thinking we need to develop the workforce first and uh, let that be the carrot for industry to, to follow. Thank you so much for today's interview, Pat. You're welcome.
0: Thank you.